Spelt Lore is brought to you by listeners like yourself. If you want to check out more stuff or give us a support, go to www.pat. I'll start over. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a fucking Alta Vista ad. Hi. If you want to support Spelt Lore, go to www.patreon.com slash spoutlore. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello there. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. When last we left our heroes, they celebrated a job well done. After freeing leader of the daydreamers, Pelin guaranteed Corbin from the clutches of the demon of ambition, returned to the stray dog. Oh, yeah, after our intervention for drugs, we wouldn't got hammered. I just noticed. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Good, good intervention, everybody. Let's all go do coke in the bathroom. <laughs> we earned it. <laughs> uh, and upon returning with the stray dog, they were told, hey, you know, just come hang out. If you want, Billy slept under some rugs while Tuck and Ving went upstairs and got absolutely plastered uh, playing a game called Scribbles that I'm not sure they actually understood the rules of. I understand that Tuck lost 98 gold coins. We, on average, between us, lost 50 gold coins. (laughs) (laughs) On average, each of us lost 50 gold. I want that on the record. That's like a... That's a... a, Fortune. That's an insane amount of money. Uh, But it's gone now. But I had the potential to make... (laughs) 98 gold coin Mm -hmm. and so if you think about it i couldn't afford not (laughs) because we would have been basically losing 98 gold coin if i didn't at least try to win 98 gold coin that's a great way to think about it for sure it's a great way to feel better so i ended up losing 98 gold coin (laughs) yeah (laughs) there it is uh and we saw a quick montage of the process of blacking out uh tuck and ving played a song on stage at the stray dog thereby divulging a number of secrets to a crowd that was hopefully as drunk as you were. Yeah. Shia stopped us. Yeah. Shia stopped the song from continuing. <laughs> and uh, Tuck awoke the next morning in a barrel of pickles and Ving awoke in a sack on a coat hook. Billy woke early in the morning and had a great night's sleep and uh, scrubbled around in the storeroom of the stray dog, finding a secret compartment containing, amongst other things, a teddy bear belonging to Jake the Jackal that he stole. <laughs> And now has. The stakes have never been higher. (laughs) (laughs) Billy is fairly certain there's something inside the teddy bear, but he hasn't investigated further. Because upon being caught by Jake the Jackal and thrown upstairs, the party was greeted by uh, none other than Shia, the garden snake, who revealed that, yes, she has been uh, manipulating the jackals and various other parties in McCall to maintain order of the upper ward. Uh, you learned that indeed the Jin third is on some sort of vigilante rampage. And you learned that Perel left for a morning walkabout to quote unquote scout ahead. <laughs> and definitely get his ass kicked. Yeah. And through a series of investigative techniques discovered that he was apparently pursued from the line outside of a brunch restaurant <laughs> into an alley and kidnapped, taken to the sticks itself, the shanty town built on the edge of the cliff of cliffside and down the face of the cliff of cliffside surrounding the monumental McCall lighthouse Mm -hmm. upon spotting what appeared to be a guards person of some sort go into the top floor of a shanty you pursued finding some sort of ill-conceived misdirect (laughs) in which you were tasked with going up only to go back down 
to a catwalk hanging underneath the cliffside village, discovering a hole in the cliff face itself leading to some sort of chamber, and on the rock wall, a single orange flower. Ooh, some compass rose. That is where we find our heroes now. Wait, Billy, does you, do you think your wicker cat could find more of these? Like yeah. your will-o'-wisp? Maybe. Here, I'll try it. But first, I do I have to roll for fairy child for today? Yes, because you haven't yet. Yeah, it's like the morning, basically. Okay. So I roll yeah. plus charisma, and I got... Eight plus two is ten. Sick. There you awesome. go. That means I get five holds today. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So feel free to uh, be freewheeling and fancy free with your fairy child moves. Nice. So now I'm going to make a little Will-O-The-Wisp. Mm-hmm. I don't have to roll for it, right? Nope. You can just create light at will. Okay. Yeah, so you oh, create so a little... Oh, so I did. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> There's usually like a sound or something. <laughs> well, I... It just is on the ground. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I mean, I make the sound. I just didn't this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've got my little Willow the Wisp kitty, my little wicker, wicker the wisp. Um, and I, <laughs> nice. I lift it up to the flower. Mm-hmm. Does it do anything? It sniffs the flower for sure. Mm-hmm. And you hear it make like a little chirping trill sound that actually sounds like a, a bell ringing because it's not a cat cat. Uh. So it makes like a little bell ringing sound when it purrs. Can you find more? Ring, ring. (laughs) I don't know what that means. That means yes. (laughs) Uh, It, like, when you put it down, it sniffs at the air and walks around in a circle and just curls up. All right. That means nap time, everyone. (laughs) So I get on the ground, too. (laughs) And just to, uh, just again, to paint the scene, you guys are basically at the bottom of a staircase and Billy is now napping on a five foot wide catwalk that is hundreds of feet above the lower ward. Yeah, it's a thousand foot drop (laughs) down to like the salt statues. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you can see the tops of the heads of like the former uh, prophets of fire. Oh man. Yeah, this is the highest. Well, him being asleep is probably the safest (laughs) possible (laughs) position for Billy. So, All right, let's all roll to go to sleep. I'm not asleep yet, you guys. I'm just following the teachings of the ancient one. This little one here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Billy, now that you're like laying on the ground, you're trying to get into the get into the mindset of your Will of the Wisp, the mm-hmm. Wicker the Wisp. Uh, you think that maybe that just means that there aren't any other compass roses nearby. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that maybe this is a signal as opposed to the beginning of a breadcrumb bread trail. I Did see. you say breadcrumb? No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I said breadcrumb trail right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Billy gets up as Tuck and Ving are la- starting to lay down. I'm like, I misread uh, Wicker the Wisp signal. Uh, it is not nap time. I think it's just maybe he's done looking for now. Let's let's go through the door. Billy's embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so if you're going to head into the hole, the Wicker the Wisp does, you know, pop up on its little light paws and follow you in if you want it to. I do. Yeah. So it, you know, hustles up and starts walking ahead of you. And this dark stone tunnel that looks like it was definitely hewn into the stone again tuck quite a tight fit most people aren't your size you're at a bit of a hunch but you can walk straight on okay yeah but there's just this like yawning stone portal this tunnel going into darkness there's no light sources except for the sun behind you and the wicker cat and And the axe the axe and my crystal there's a shit ton of light sources in this tunnel. <laughs> but what I'm saying is there, okay, yeah. yeah, there are no light sources outside of your light sources. Oscar glowing bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I can barely see because it's too bright in here. <laughs> I've got light sight. <laughs> Somebody turn one of their lights off. <laughs> uh, so are you guys just heading forward? Yeah, should we discern reality as a trap expert? Oh, trap expert. Might be a good idea. Might be a cue I was trying to give you. <laughs> So Billy's embarrassed and he's being extra vigilant. Whoa. Mm. Nice. He is being extra vigilant. Yes, he is. So I got 10. 10. Damn. Yeah. So three questions off the trap expert list. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? There is a trap here. Yes. <gasps> okay. It's a simple uh, trip wire. Okay. Like there's a hair thin trip wire four feet in front of you. All right. So I stopped. Um, what does the trap do when activated? 
you get down really close you're like peeking at where the wire is connected to yeah and you don't see any obvious mechanism in this tunnel like there's no darts or blades or whatever but you see that the wire continues further down the corridor so it seems like it would be some kind of alarm oh and what else is hidden here uh ving you notice in the wall there are various uh idols crude yeah they're crude like crude drawings yep (laughs) no it's uh it is it's crude uh depictions of the elements they look like dicks and boobs and vaginas (laughs) and they're all in various states of undress no it's like very simple elemental designs yeah just kind of covering the inside of this tunnel Mm, these are old Mm -hmm. some are older than others Ooh, what do they look like anything you can pick out from that i'm only picturing the elements from fifth element so straight line (laughs) nice for earth ones up top for air squiggly ones for water and squiggly ones for fire ving what you would notice is that they seem you you're like man i have seen these before because the events that led to your shape-shifting being taken away are kind of a blur I feel mm-hmm. like you probably blocked a lot of it out, mm-hmm. but you realize that some of the Medjai had tattoos very similar to this. And there's uh, little burnt piles in front of each of them. And the burnt piles are reminiscent of, like you, you can smell them deep, old, old scent of a scent that is disturbing and mm-hmm. he recognizes. Yeah, it's an herb that they use during the, that they burnt during the ritual. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, these, sorry, really quick. The carvings are like... um pestles like a mortar and pestle they're set they're set in little holes oh i see like, what you mean they're like little okay. clubs that can be removed cool yeah. interesting yeah so it's like kind of yeah ceremonial objects yeah yeah actually that's kind of neat like you see these little carvings in the stone and it is like bowls and pestles like set into the wall whoa cool yeah that can be like slid out yeah. so cool yeah. creepy yeah all right, step over this line, everyone. Very careful. Okay. And Tuck does it without intentionally tripping the tripwire, <laughs> which is his immediate instinct whenever he sees a tripwire. Oh, I've got to <laughs> trip this wire. It's just begging to be tripped. And t- Billy's like, don't do it. I'm not going to do it, Billy. <laughs> and uh, you go a little bit deeper, feeling the like weight of the stone above you the immensity of the earth on either side. Do we hear like foot traffic or anything above us? There is actually a point where you get close to a part of the tunnel that looks like it was bricked up a really long time ago and you hear people talking on the other side. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Can we listen in? Yeah. 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 You can. Well, I mean, honestly, you don't even have to discern realities. Cool. It's, it's idle domestic chatter. Oh, there's houses on the other side. Yeah. Like, it's just people being like, oh, we should go down to the market. I, there's some pretty good, like, you know, they have some good cuts today. So we're kind of just like under and inside the walls of the city. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they could hear us. Yeah, because I bet there's like such old structures in McCall that like, it's like, everyone's just like, I live in this like box and it's my home and I have no idea what's on the other side of this wall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you can hear water running it like through a certain part of the wall. Like you're just kind of inside the city. Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. Yeah. And uh, again, super dark. Like, you know, Billy, like seeing the scuffs on the floor. People have come by here recently, but uh, you don't see any light. You don't hear any sounds besides just domestic life. Burrell. We scream whisper. Burrell. Are you guys actually calling his no. name? No. <laughs> Not now. We were until you said that. Um, yeah, you can you can carry on. It's again, it's like darkness, mystery. Who knows what's down there? Do we, do we need to do a perilous journey or can we just keep walking? You, can, you don't have to do a perilous journey. You could do a discern realities if you wanted more info. What is it plus? Wisdom. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I can't believe that throughout the course of this game tuck has gotten less educated (laughs) (laughs) knowledge has seeped out of his brain yeah i guess for everyone that's not a patron we can now move around our stats and i moved a stat out of intelligence into charisma giving me a minus one intelligence (laughs) i'm gonna discern realities okay with wisdom 2d6 plus wisdom try to fucking find our fucking uncle Nice. nice nine uh yeah so you get one question off to certain realities um 
what is useful or valuable to me okay um so you can see all the light is like mixing from all of you like mm. you have amethyst light you have like bright sunlight oh no i'm sorry i was using my crystal you have a moss hand. I, I was using crystal in my chest, like okay. a headlamp <laughs> on my chest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you just like open your shirt and there's a crystal in there. Yeah. And uh, Ving's pecs are fucking popping today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, but I've been kind of laying off. So they're also a little drooping. Like, I've got actual some pretty juicy boobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> Popping down. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They, they pop at least up until the point that it becomes like uh, craggy and calcified and then changes into a amethyst geode in the center <laughs> yeah, of your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all those light sources are mixing in a very beautiful kaleidoscope. And you see now that the tunnels get a little more twisty here, like they're more naturally worn over the eons. And further ahead... On the right-hand side, you see another hewn doorway. And you hear what sounds like, because it's so quiet down here now, breathing. Ragged breathing. Mm. Oh, weird. Uh, Fuck. Can we peek around the corner like Alvin and the Chipmunks (laughs) surreptitiously? Yeah, you could all try and stealth up there. Okay. Sure. Do you want to roll for decks? Yeah, you're all going to roll for decks because you're all going. Okay, that's Are you going to douse your light sources in any way? Three. Eight. Nine. Okay. So you walk forward. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Uh, and you peek your heads in and the door goes into a chamber that it looks like has a very high ceiling. This chamber is much, much larger. And you realize that this is, even you guys being under here spatially, you can tell that this is more in the direction of the lighthouse. Mm. So this seems like it's actually under that structure. Mm. So it might be part of the lighthouse. But the ceiling is very tall and very wide. No lights again. And in the middle of the room, in a chair with ropes around his wrists and ankles, head lolling to the side, is Perel. No, my... Oh. No, Perel. Sorry, I yelled, but no, no Perel. <laughs> maybe that's your failure. You run yeah. in the room. Yeah, that's maybe it. I see Perel and I'm overwhelmed. Oh, you just say something or do you go into the room? Uh, I probably run in there to <laughs> untie him. This is fucked up. He's beaten up? Uh, yeah, he looks like he's been knocked unconscious. Okay, yeah, I run over to... Tuck, him. wait! Uh, yeah, and Tuck rushes forward and Billy, your danger sense goes off. Uh-huh. You know the second Tuck crosses that threshold, uh, something above is going to crash down, blocking his way out. I rush in after. I want to dive in too. If we're all going in this room, I'll hey, I'll let you all go in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Perel, yeah. Duck, Billy. <laughs> like it's I, just like this. Doop, doop, doop. It's a trap. I feel like Billy's danger sense. I think would mean that he'd be able to act before the thing closed. I think Ving's going to have to try. So two d six plus dexterity, Ving. Okay, I'm going to try and run in and um like slide in, like um. Indiana Jones under a collapsing door. Totally. Nice. Oh, yeah. No problem. Ten. Yeah. Whoosh. Get right in. Oh, he does it on his knees and the door's coming down and he limbos like, oh, all the way so back. Cool. Yeah. And uh, this huge iron gate swings down and slams and is locked in place with a mechanism set into the wall. How big is the room we're in? The ceilings are very high, 60 or 70 feet. And the doors are really tall. The doors are like 40 feet high. There's a door behind Perel. A giant chamber? Yeah, it seems like it's a giant structure. Yeah. Which makes sense if it's the lighthouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Perel is, yeah, in a chair. Tuck runs up to Perel mm-hmm. and he kind of like smacks him to try and wake him up. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing a hat? Uh, no, no hat. He's got, does he have a mustache on? Nope, no mustache. Oh man, things are bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you slap him around a little bit and he like snorts awake. Talk, Perel. Why did you wander off? Oh no, you shouldn't have followed me. What happened? Tell me what happened. As you're saying this, uh, lights flare in each corner of the room. Like there are flames just hanging in each corner of this chamber, like hanging from floating. chains or floating, floating individually. Whoa. Like balls of flame are floating in the corners. Oh, and uh, three figures covered in like tattoos depicting the elements walk through the huge door behind Perel. Uh, Ving is really freaked out. He's seen these tattoos before in his vision, like coming and going. And yep. because of the, that whole situation, he is, he's a little cagey. I would like to shoot first. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Right. How dare they? Yeah. So what's, Cowards. so what's Billy doing? 
Yeah, I'm just mad, I guess. So I stick my hands uh, in my pockets where I had some just daggers, like jangling about. <laughs> Loose daggers? Yeah. <laughs> and I throw two of them. Yeah, so you're going to roll um, volley. So 2d6 plus dexterity. Oh no! Fuck! It's Holy so shit. bad! Oh my god! Wow! Uh, okay, uh, four. Four. Okay. Oh, wait. Damn. Oh. Resist. A I'm failure. going to yeah turn a failed roll into a seven to nine with one of my fairy child moves. Right. Oh, so cool! Oh, right. Yeah. It's perfect too. Billy, uh, roll your damage. So roll. What is it? A d8 or something? one <laughs> the lights flare like these flames flare in the corners of the room the figures walk in and billy just throws two knives immediately <laughs> and uh the figure at the very front who's covered in the most tattoos like the most dense and elaborate of them as one of your knives flies right towards this man's face he puts his hand out and flicks it to the side and a gust of wind knocks the first dagger to the side and the second one comes right behind it and slices him in the cheek <gasps> big gash yeah he just gets cut and he goes Ugh! and then he looks forward <laughs> says that was a mistake and tuck kicks perel's chair into that guy <laughs> cool <Nice. laughs> all right hack and slash uh ten. roll your damage eight Oh my god, that's oh, a, that's a huge. Uh, okay, so you kick this chair, <laughs> you kick Perel at them, and he sails through the air. The one in the front is just recovering from Billy's knife, and he lifts his hands up in front of him, and bricks come out of the ground, and he tries to like <laughs> create a little shield before Perel hits them, and he crashes full on into all three of them. They hit the ground, but it looks like they've diverted a lot of the actual damage that that would do to them but for a moment they're on the ground but ving one of the younger uh magi to the side with slightly less dense tattoos kicks a leg out at you and a little like gust of air travels along the floor and knocks your feet out from underneath you and you land with a thud on your chest oh no uh and he knows that he's out elementaled um that i'll i'll send him my harpoon Okay. I'm going to go for that younger guy who tripped me up. Okay, so you're going to have to like defy danger dexterity to be able to get into a decent position from the ground to throw your harpoon? Yeah, or I can um, leap over across a physical obstacle. Yeah, totally. You right? could get right up on them. He does like the leg thing. <laughs> yeah. Up like a tornado. Yeah. Mm. And then harpoon. Sick. Whoa. Nice. Ten. Ten. Perfect. So you get to deal your damage. Great. Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, lucky for you, these uh, these ones are these are just like acolytes or something like that. Like they're not full on. So you're gonna you're gonna take this one out. Are you killing him? Uh, no. Okay. I threw the shoulder into the wall. Okay. So you threw like the uh, the blunt side. Oh, you're are you no, nailing the him, to the wall. him to the oh, yeah. We yeah. harpoon to the wall behind him. So he like kicks that air blade at you and gets up on his feet as you do your tornado kick <laughs> into the sky. Your harpoon comes shooting out. And jabs him right, like, not even just in the shoulder, like, part of his chest. Yeah, in the meat. Yeah, and hits him right in the wall, and he cries out and passes out from pain. So he's taken care of. Billy. Yeah. Full-on fight. Ving just took a dude out right away. What are you doing? I run and grab that dagger that the one of the magi, like, deflected. Mm -hmm. And is it possible that I can grab it and basically, like, hold it up to one of their throats mm. to get them to talk to us or stop fighting um it might be more than one defy danger because you want to go get the dagger yeah and then you want to get to the guy so 2d6 plus dexterity to get to your dagger <laughs> nine okay Ooh. and then i roll again oh wow. huge shit 13 okay you just start like sprinting. Well, what sprinting looks like for Billy. It's a lot of like tumbling. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rolling around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're rolling around and you run towards your dagger where it's been sent to the other side of the room. And the other younger Magi that sees you running punches forward from where he's laying on the ground and sends a bunch of um, shards of the brick that the older one used to block Perel. Uh -huh. And these shards like whip towards you. Uh, roll a d6. Ooh. Five. So, yeah, you take five damage oh. as a bunch of these razor-sharp shards of stone just kind of slice you. Like birdshot. Yeah. 
Got all over my cute little face. <laughs> <laughs> More freckles. <laughs> yeah, maybe it slices into you because you're carrying the teddy bear on your back and you're like, no, teddy! <laughs> you turn, turn around. around. You turn to yeah. protect the yeah. slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It's basically like you get your knife, you roll, you grab your dagger, and it's this series, like this is a series of cuts basically as he's like punching shards at you and you're kind of dodging out of the way as you run to him and you jump on him, get around his neck and hold the knife to his neck. Yeah. Stop what you're doing everyone or I'm definitely going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's a 13. Uh, And you know what? The um, older Magi, as he's like getting up, he (laughs) does this really cool thing that I'm pretty sure I saw in a movie or Avatar or something where, where he's laying on the ground, he slams his fists into the ground and he, pops right back up on his feet well he looks like a dracula (laughs) yeah kind of that like the earth pushes him back up to his feet but he is standing there for a second he sees billy with his knife at the guy's throat and is like he means nothing to me is this the leverage you have do you value your own life mine no uh, wh- whose life do you value because we'll find them and hurt them bad <laughs> all life is forfeit in pursuit of balance balance what what balance is this and <laughs> chuck j- gesture he gestures to where perel was before he kicked him and then he's like oh no this what balance is this you look at what you did you did this <laughs> uh he's getting angry like he looks bad He's like, I have heard that you are fools and japers. I will not listen to your buffoonery. Forfeit yourselves, and we can speak. Uh, you forfeit yourselves, and then we can speak. <laughs> he, you can tell, uh, Tuck, you've been in enough fights that you can tell he's getting ready to throw another punch. He's not having a fun time with this. So unless you want to roll something to force him, you've got leverage now that Billy's like, I'll fucking kill this kid. <laughs> I don't care. Can I parlay? Yep. Uh, I want because I want to try and use bamboozle. I haven't used that yet. What's bamboozle? On a parlay with someone on a hit, you also take plus one forward with them. Cool. So what are you saying to this guy? I'm just like, look, dude, chill out. Let's talk, and that little raccoon won't slice your friend's throat. <laughs> Seven plus charisma. Yeah, is ten. Because Good thing you- I. <laughs> fucking moved that oh, point from intelligence yeah minus your ongoing Shit, one nine someone <laughs> yeah. help me i mean billy's in a oh, pretty good position yeah. i'll help okay. uh eight all right so that makes it a 10 again tuck having social experience with people and now that you're for some reason more charismatic and more adept in social situations you can tell he was kind of bluffing when he was like kill him i don't care mm-hmm. so he does lower his guard he's still very tense but he lowers his hands and Tuck like scooches forward and grabs the wreckage that is Perel and he pulls him <laughs> back to over to him. And he puts his, his hat on Perel's head. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Uh I'll I'll let I'll let him go, but you have to open that gate because that's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to talk to us, I want to do it willingly. And maybe outside. Yes. <laughs> the Magi looks at you and when you say let us outside he laughs shortly gruffly ha you will not be leaving here wait i feel like i got a i I won that yeah parlay Mm -hmm. so i won't attack you okay (laughs) let me roll again no hold on now let (laughs) me continue speaking wait i have a plus one forward against you yeah suck my dick no that's not what plus one forward he sucked the shit out of your dick it's a shame you wasted that because i asked i didn't ask you to roll okay (laughs) sir what is your name ving you you there's a memory flashes to your mind you remember this man he was present at the ritual that took your shape-shifting oh my god what is his name roth his name is Roth. Roth? Okay. Yeah, you know his name is Roth. He's just like, Ving, it's nice to see you again. I say facetiously, I thought that once we had robbed you of your wasted and abused ability to take any form you chose, that you would cease being a thorn in the side of the world. But now I find that you three had been traveling in the company of a wizard. This entire time what do you want with us why did you take perel and beat him up this is like embarrassing to do he's so weak 
one such as him is too dangerous and too powerful to be out in the world, wandering, unattended. And Tuck gestures at Perel, who is semi-conscious, wearing a cowboy hat, <laughs> a torn Hawaiian shirt, and netted swim trunks mm-hmm. and tevas. Mm-hmm. Him? Looks are deceiving. Power is not always what you view, what you perceive. So your job is to remove power from the earth? The way of the Magi is to maintain balance. And I suppose the balance is that you have power and no one else does. The ones that can be trusted with power are fit to wield it. And who chooses those people? The ones fit to choose. Classic. And who is that? You're being very cagey for someone who literally lured us in. And put us in a cage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do you think traps usually work, little one? Or should I say fairy? I know everything there is to know about traps. So you should know that when you are trapped by one seeking to maintain leverage over you, they will not present you with every detail that is asked of them. Well, then I will make you. (laughs) Whoa, that's hardcore. Yeah, actually. What can I do? I don't like what does shadow dance do? Oh, that's the teleport move, isn't it? No, it's the one that allows you to like leave your body. Like, become a shadow. And go into the spirit realm. Right. So, I just got this move. So, shadow dance is I slip out of my physical body and into the fairy slash shadow realm. And with seven to nine, I get one hold to do something in there. And on 10 plus, I get three holds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try shadow dance because Billy's so mad, does not like this whole situation. I'm going to use one of my fairy child holds uh-huh. and roll wisdom. See okay. if I can do it. 2d6 plus wisdom. Seven. So what does it look like for Billy and what does it look like for everyone else when he does this? I push over the dude that I, I've got the knife to and I like take a running jump at Roth mm-hmm. and my fairiness slips out. So Billy's body just lands with a thud. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see like a shadow like leap onto this dude and like flitting around. Okay. What does this look like for Billy? Uh, it's like like a rage, like tunnel vision almost. Ooh. And it's like he feels like light all of a sudden. Like he doesn't feel so heavy and encumbered and his vision like opens up and it's just like mist and shadow kind of like where he was before Mm -hmm. and he sees you know the shadows of like Vang and tuck Mm -hmm. but the magi like roth and everyone they're like this like weird like twisting shadow a bit more solid than that and he sees like because they exist in this realm more than standard people do yeah like it's a lot of like the elements and the animals that they kind of control oh. uh, yeah. but it's not the same that he's seen in Ving. Oh. where Ving, like his form was very like solid it wasn't shifting all the time it uh-huh. was very pure but the shadows for these magi are unsettled as you said mm-hmm. and just like and like writhing a bit like it's it's really uncomfortable yeah totally and billy you can see um so the, the one thing that I'll editorialize is that you don't see any animal spirits. Oh, okay. What you do see is pure elements, but you also see stuff like lightning and like all these kind of, at least, okay, so in Roth, <laughs> you see a mixture of elements. You see fire, like torrents of gusting air, like earthquakes, mudslides, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then in the one <laughs> nailed to the wall, you see his shadow just like a roiling tornado. And the one that you slammed into the ground, you just see like turning earth. It's very confusing for Billy to look at because you're in the fairy right now. Yeah. But you're also seeing that these are phasing into the fairy and you're you're catching glimpses of their forms in the spirit world. And it looks like these elements are like looming above them and they're almost like tethered or chained to the physical bodies of these men. It's almost like slices of these things. Yeah, exactly. Is it like, this is a genuine question, is it like the part of their shadows that the elements are tethered to is the the tattoos on their arms? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they go up in the pattern of tattoo, and in the pattern of the tattoos, the tethering. That's really cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that is what you see. So what's Billy attempting to achieve with this? Basically, I want to like find out what it is that 
they want because he knows that from Ving that these are druids of mm. some kind. And did these spirits give themselves over willingly or were they taken? Oh, yeah. Mm. Sick. The chains speak a lot. Uh, so I will accept the spent fairy hold mm-hmm. to kind of intimate this information because it's not really a fairy thing to like draw thoughts out of people. Yeah. But you're kind of now that you're pure fairy for this minute, basically, you're gaining a lot of information very quickly. You get the distinct feeling that these spirits are not serving willingly. They've been like bound to these people. And you can tell that the like the air spirit exists in Roth and also in the one nailed to the wall. And you can tell that it's parts of the same spirit. Mm. Like it's not individual spirits. They're all like grabbing pieces of it and trying to chain it individually. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, that's the feeling that you're getting off these spirits. As for what they want, I'm not sure Billy would get much of an insight ideologically into what the Magi, but Ving would kind of know this, is that they are very much about balance. Like it's, But it's the idea of like everything is gray. There's no good, there's no bad. It should always be gray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like both should always exist. Yeah. Well, they're fucking hypocrites then, because why are they trying to kill Perel? That's part of the like, well, wizards have a lot of power mm-hmm. and they could upset that balance. I don't like these guys. <laughs> the balance that they think they hold. Exactly. Or steward. Uh, so yeah, Billy, you get this like very uncomfortable feeling because you can feel a, something very similar to when you um, encounter another fairy that like beginning of individuality because they're being bound to other forms Mm -hmm. but they're not quite reaching that full individual potential so it's really uncomfortable for the spirit as well Mm semi-possession yeah because they didn't want to be there Mm -hmm. but they're still acting as like one spirit of course and Mm -hmm. the tattoos are definitely Mm -hmm. the mechanism that's keeping them bound yeah and to have them kind of tethered constantly is not in tune with the way these spirits work Mm mm-hmm and something that'll get you because this is a hard move yeah is you think given enough time not instantly this would eventually kill the magi as well whoa like this kind of spiritual imbalance this spiritual turmoil combined with the the stress it must put on their bodies to try and manipulate the elements would kill them eventually cool and i billy is feeling that very fairy thing where he's like given time he would slip away into the fairy world so he looks back on like Tuck and Fang and then it's just like, he's just like back in his bod. Yeah. And he just wakes up like. <sighs> and Roth is standing there like, was that supposed to do something? <laughs> and I laugh. Ha! You don't know the powers that you wield, you idiot. And that shakes him for just a second. I see what you hide. Hide? You know nothing of me, fairy. A real druid is given these powers from nature on their own terms, and you've taken them against their will. You wear them like a badge on your skin, and it shackles you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you getting getting angry, you little bitch. He's he's getting very angry. And Tuck's just, I guess, hyping these two up because he doesn't uh-huh. know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> you got smashed, Roth. Uh, and he looks at all of you and looks at Perel on the ground and says, a wizard is bad enough. They are the weight that upset the scales on the balance of the world. And you, he points at Ving, were their successor. Your power was unearned and it was destructive and given free reign, you would have brought the spirit world down. None of you can be allowed to leave this place. You are the crest on the destabilizing wave of the world and I will end it today. I'd like to see you try. He puts his hands to his side and he's like, very well. And you see electricity start crackling between his fingers. Tuck throws the axe. (laughs) Okay, yeah. At his head. Okay. Uh, Seven plus... Dexterity? Uh, No. uh, Fuck, dex? Are you serious? Not strength? You're you're trying to hit him. He throws it really hard. You're trying to hit a target. (laughs) Oh, can I change that to... uh... Now, 
I'd like to point out that you have rolled dice already. Okay, fine. Plus <laughs> dex. I failed. So what'd you get? Did you? I oh, have seven. zero dex, but I have a minus one. I'm going. So it makes it a six? Yeah. Can we help? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to gust to win the axe. There you go. 2d6 plus bond. Nine. Okay. Um. So you throw the axe at him and uh, everything slows down for just a second. <laughs> The, like, the electricity is crackling in his hands. You see him bring them to the center of his chest Whoa. and build like this. Uh, Quick, he's Hadoukening. <laughs> yeah, this, this turning ball of electricity. And he extends his arm to unleash a bolt of lightning. And the axe, it's, oh, it's going off course. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> and Ving, just as he sees what his friend is attempting to do, punches in the air and a puff of wind swings across nudging the axe back on target mm-hmm. but not enough to hit roth square on mm-hmm. but enough that he lifts his arms at the last second to try and block the blow and maybe the electricity gets grounded through the axe mm. like instead of being discharged into all of us it just discharges into the Ooh. axe and oh, arcs yeah. into the ground yeah oh, yeah does it split the ground oh yeah what, yeah what i was oh, gonna cool. say is that like it's he's not gonna be able to hit you but what i was i like the discharging into the ground mm-hmm. but it's like a huge release of energy so there's like yeah it cracks the ground and like these rents in the brickwork travel up the walls like chunks fall down and you have a second where he is like i you know like a little bit cooler than that but like chunks of the ceiling are falling out there's dust and rock everywhere so you have a second to act before he can get his footing under him it's a real you want me to put the hammer down kind of moment yeah totally exactly I want to bring, uh, um, uh, that seems really, dang. I was going to elemental, elemental, just we open ourselves to a catastrophe, but I don't think it's going to happen because of the, uh, <laughs> anger and the righteousness of this act. All so right. he uses those crumbling, uh, rocks around him to bring them down, uh, with a good amount of water. <laughs> I want him to like maybe fuck him up with his electricity. Yeah. Where are you bringing the water from? Like, where would you be trying to bring the water from? Deep. Deep, oh deep, yeah, deep under. Oh, so from mm-hmm. down, so it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. It first that. just kind of bubbles up around his feet, mm-hmm. like where the cracks formed. Yeah, yeah. Two d six plus constitution. Plus my constitution is a seven. Mm-hmm. On seven and nine, choose one. I want to retain control. Okay, so what you wanted to happen is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The uh, effect you desire does not come to pass, and yeah. I. Don't avoid paying nature's price. Okay, cool. That's uh, kind of embarrassing for you. <laughs> to be totally honest, given the context of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> this is basically, you guys are trying to take this opportunity to escape or get the upper hand. And as this earthen work was coming down and you're trying to pull the water up, you realize that like maybe it's the destabilization of so many elementalists in the same place that the spiritual energy would just make it too destructive, too unpredictable. So you're just holding it off. You're like, okay, here we go. Nope, never mind. Never mind. Close the door. So what is nature's price? Oh, maybe nature's price is that one of the other guys dies. Oh, oh you drown one of the other dudes. I drown one of his dudes. The guy that's oh. like hammered into the wall. Oh, yeah, or the guy that's the yeah, guy that's on the ground knocked out. Head smashed on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the 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 water's filling up through the cracks and widening the cracks around his feet, this man falls into a fissure at his feet. Whoa. Soundlessly. Doesn't make a noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's gone. Uh, Yeah. And you do retain control, so it's not like this whole room's coming down, but the fissures are wide. They're filling with water. Roth is getting ready to uh, make another play, basically. What are you all trying to do? Um, I'm trying to get Perel untied. Oh, yeah. No problem. Slice, slice, slice. You got a rope. And also, he was tied to a chair and Tuck destroyed that chair. Right. Yeah. Is he awake? He's waking up now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been pretty hard for him not to, I guess. Can I, like, try and punch Roth out? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you could. Well, you can try and get past him for sure. Punch out might be tough, but you can definitely work on it. Should we try and, like, duck past him and run? Yeah. Sure. So he's bringing, there's rocks crumbling, there's water everywhere. Yeah. Guy's gone. He's freaked out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to maintain control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I bet it's harder for him because the elements don't want to be there with him. Yeah. Especially with Ving here. Like, Ving, yeah. you know that it's not quite the same relationship for you. Yeah. So they're like fighting against it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
like with a true elementalist in play, it fucks up their whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because the elements that they have are tethered. And it's kind of like, hey, why are we tethered? And that uh, he can just let it flow. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, let's go. I grab the guy out of the wallet (laughs) and I carry him out by the harpoon. I want to bring him with me. Oh, my God. That's going to hurt him a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. So sorry. I have poultices. It'll help. <laughs> okay. Um, and somebody's grabbing Perel. I assume Tuck is grabbing Perel. Yeah. So I think you're all going to have to roll to get out of here. Okay. So, Tuck, how are you getting past Roth? He just like Hulk runs at him. Okay. So with Perel. Yeah. And he puts Perel in front of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to bowl Roth down. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure Perel's dead. <laughs> if I binge strength. So it's a nine? Yeah. Okay. Which means? Oh, we can aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'd like join in on the juggernaut that is tucked to yeah. put more weight towards running at the guy. Yeah. And I have the guy also on the harpoon <laughs> in front of me. So uh-huh. I have like two people. Yeah. Plus bond. Seven. And that makes Tuck's thing a 10. I'm comfortable making that so it's easier for all of you to get out of here. Sure. Because Tuck just shoulders Roth like into a wall, basically. Boom. Yeah, down on the ground. And you're just running into the darkness of the lighthouse. You're running into Tuck, a mythic construction that has existed in the city of McCall since before it was a city. Mm -hmm. And Uh, we're running through like water that is rising, right? Yeah. Like it gets less deep the further you get in because it's like rising from the fissures in the room behind you. Mm -hmm. But basically you run out of the room you were in down a relatively short corridor. If you were a giant slightly larger because you're normal sized people and then just cavernous, absolutely massive open air walls arcing out around you in a circular shape mm-hmm. and a massive spiral staircase curling up the walls into darkness so we're oh. in the main kind of tube wow yeah. <laughs> duck knows a lot about uh, architecture <laughs> <laughs> let's go up head for the light oh is there like a, a light shining at the top of the yeah very very high up uh-huh. um mm. i've created my wicker the wisp mm-hmm. and she's running up a ahead of us lighting these stairs that billy is devastated to see are like two feet tall just like i just cling on to i think ving is the closest i cling on to his boot and wrap myself around his leg (laughs) (laughs) that works for me (laughs) so roth is going to be hot on your heels once Mm -hmm. he gets his shit under him um oh can i try fairy dust yeah, totally. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Roth comes running out behind us and he is just steps below, like maybe like a, another story below us mm-hmm. up the stairs. And I'm I'm hanging on to Ving's leg and I try fairy dust. Okay. So I don't what, want him following us. What's fairy dust again? Um, basically, fairy dust, I just wrote fall asleep. Great. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm sure there was more to it than Perhaps that. Perhaps you can help. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not on my new sheet. And uh, it's just a fall I'm asleep spell, right? Dumb. <laughs> okay. So, fairy dust, roll plus charisma to put people to sleep. On a 10 plus, choose two, seven and nine, choose one. Okay. Whoa. 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 I am so charismatic. So, this is a 13. <laughs> the choices are it affects a group of people. They stay asleep for a good amount of time. You can do it from a distance. Okay. I can do it from a distance, and they're going to sleep for a while. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Roth like comes skidding around the corner, like water <laughs> kicking up behind him. And it looks like he's actually using the water to move faster. It's like, it looks like he's skateboarding kind of wakeboarding. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He looks like Disney's Tarzan. He, <laughs> yeah. like, he comes around the corner. He puts his hand on the ground and his feet kick up behind him on a oh, wave of yeah. water. Cool. And it starts like the water curls up the wall and he starts like sliding oh, up the man. staircase We're behind so you. Fucked. It looks <laughs> pretty cool. Juicy fruit and pops it in his mouth. I want to establish that Roth is very cool. So Roth is, is he ripped? Because this um, last move makes me think he's ripped. I thought he was like a kind of like a scrawny, like uh, evil yeah. vizier type. No, and they're gross looking, aren't yeah. they? He, he is, uh, he is a, <laughs> he is a vizier type. Like uh, Roth is younger. Actually, Ving, you describe Roth. Uh, yeah, uh, and he um, a long hair in a po- in a braid. That's a what braid. I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long hair, and he has black fingernails. You were saying? Yeah, they all have black fingernails. 
Oh, like from long? digging in the dirt. Yeah, they're a little bit long. Like not like witch not long, talons, yeah. but like you know, like creepy guitar player long. Oh yeah, gross. Um, also, they're like dirty with like earth. Yeah, there's earth and and like cool. smolders and stuff under there. Sick. Stri like striations of big stuff in there. Yeah, are they clean or dirty? These pe they, them. Uh, except for the fingernails, they're very clean. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Matt, meticulously clean. Yeah. I think he's probably pretty scrawny. Like, he's a very thin, borderline malnourished guy. Whoa. Mm -hmm. But uh, wiry. Yeah, really wiry. Veiny. What are they dressed like? Uh, I'm imagining a dark robe, but that might just be because he's an evil vizier type. <laughs> Maybe that's too much. A tasteful belt, like a nice... A tasteful belt. That's where you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> and billowing out of the belt at the bottom. It's like, uh, you know, those uh, big pants that kind of look like a skirt, so you can move around really easily. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, no shirt. This shows off their tattoos. They have to be... Uh, so it's like a cloak with uh, pants, like a two-layered cloak. Cool. That mm -hmm. starts at the at the waist, and no shirt, no shirt. Cool. Yeah, and like kind of like short short sleeves, so you can see their tip. Oh, no sleeves at all. Oh, no sleeves. I like that. Okay, yeah. and a hooded cloak. These guys like so sick. So, they, so funny. They do look. Their style like, is interesting, but kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like background people in uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And this is the person you see chasing you up the staircase on a wave of water before Billy turns around and. And I open one of my hands and all this like glittery dust puffs <laughs> down upon Roth. Uh -huh. um, and Roth comes to a halt, like stumbling onto the stairs and the water falls back down to the ground and dissipates and he's asleep. Sick. Tuck runs down and grabs him too and starts running upstairs. Interesting move. Two prisoners. We could tie him up when we get up sure. wherever we're going, right? Yeah. Do you think that ropes negate spiritual ability? Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. The tuck runs down and just pushes him off the edge of the stairs. <laughs> oh, my Whoa. God. How far up are we? We're 50 feet. <laughs> oh, my God. Far. I was just going to leave him. Uh, uh, fine. We'll just leave him. <laughs> He you just tie his shoelaces together or something. Yeah, can, our tuck just ties his shoelaces together. Draw a cock on his forehead. And then he farts in his face and he runs away. Great. All right. Um, <laughs> Roth is going to stay asleep for a good while, yeah. which means that you can hustle up. You can explore if you want to, or you can just make the trip to the top of the lighthouse. Oh, I just want to run up and find somewhere to like kind of hide and question this other magi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we get out and on top? Um, yeah, if, I mean, hard to say. You'd have to go to the very top. Let's go to there. I feel like that's a pretty intense place to question somebody. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is. <laughs> Dangling them over the edge with their ankles. And Billy's like, you know, I, I mean, personally, like, we're pretty already high up. So, like, <laughs> I'm good whenever you guys want to stop. Whenever you want to break, I'm super happy to take a break somewhere, like, low down. So, Tuck opens his backpack and he takes a baby Bjorn out and he like straps it to himself and he's like Billy do you want to ride in here did you double knot that yes I okay, did okay then sure <laughs> so I slide Billy into the Bjorn and I cinch it tight yeah mm -hmm. perfect so you're go are you going all the way to the top yes yeah okay defy danger constitution from Tuck and Bing because it's very high I can't remember the exact number it's like a thousand feet it's like the CN Tower basically yeah it's what a, it was built by giants so it's like it's giant sized and like giants were really good engineers so like they were able to build skyscrapers basically mm -hmm. yeah mm. there's buttresses all the way up mm -hmm. um 12 we got 12 9 but I have a minus one so I have 8 okay um so man Tuck being hungover has totally fucked him today. Oh, yeah. And as you're walking up, the as you're making the trip up the stairs, how long do you think it would take to walk up a kilometer long staircase? Fuck. It usually takes like two or three hours to walk up the CN Tower. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done it? No, I've heard other people do it. Yeah. Whoa. So that's about how long it takes. Ving, you feel great by the time you get there. Tuck, you get pretty tired and your hangover gets worse and you have to drink some wine like of the wine that you have yeah i'm gonna drink wine wood but the first bottle that you drink has no effect besides keeping you baseline okay can i drink another bottle yeah you're drinking two bottles of wine <laughs> yeah. oh no back to the hangover things like jogging the spot backwards like come on buddy you can do it and tuck is literally sucking back a bottle of wine <laughs> being like okay just give me a second hold on maybe try water 
throw it off the side of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smashes it against the wall on the other side. Yeah. Seven plus three is ten. There so you go. that's the constitution rule. Yep. You uh you about halfway up the tower you were drunk, but by the time you get to the top, you've burned it off. <laughs> yeah, Billy's wringing out sweat, not from him, but from Tuck that absorbed into <laughs> Billy's clothes, and he's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and you come out on to the top of the Macala lighthouse. There's a massive piece of sunstone uh, set into the very top with beautiful designs carved into it. Whoa. Whoa, like what? Um, it's spherical for one it's been carved into a sphere it reminds you of the statues that you saw in the tomb it's like depictions of individuals giants it seems like it's one giant repeated many times and it looks like they're hammering they're like building a mountain they're building a mountain yeah can we spout lore to see if we know anything about this stuff Yeah. yeah well i wouldn't have to spout lore i could just do bardic lore Yes, that is true. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is a depiction of the giant, like, creator god. Whoa. Yeah. So this uh, piece of sunstone tells the story of the, like, progenitor god of the giants, whose name has since been lost, building the world. They think a giant built the world? Yep. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, there's, like, a picture, like, there's a depiction of the giant hammering a mountain uh, of them, like basically like cooking the sea like making the sea like uh kneading clouds out of uh star stuff like that kind of shit it's like a real paul bunyan story (laughs) yeah kind of doing glass blowing to make the sun yeah exactly and playing like some sort of woodwind instrument to create all of the animals of the planet that's cool yeah other cultures have the breath be the life but theirs was the music like yeah the vibration of the breath that's really cool Mm mm-hmm is it super bright up here? The sunstone is pretty bright. Is it bright all day? Like the, the lighthouse, is it on all the time? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I guess it's fucking bright up here. <laughs> you come upstairs and there is a sun three feet from you. Yeah, I'll bet there's like just stairs down to a lower platform that isn't just like fucking crazy bright. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you're, you can go down to a platform that skirts like the entirety of the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just looking out over the entirety of McCall. It's a restaurant that slowly spins around. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a couple whose marriage is clearly on its last legs having an anniversary dinner. I thought this would work. <laughs> this isn't working, Harold. There's a jazz pianist. Yeah, no, you just see the entire city spread out before you and the desert and the salt flats and everything. Wow. And uh, the man hanging off of Ving's harpoon for the last couple hours <laughs> starts to groan. I've taken it out and I'm, I'm patching it up with one of my poultices. So we're outside? We're not inside the room anymore? No, you're outside on like this uh, skirt, this platform that encircles the top of the lighthouse and the whole city is spread out below you. Oh, wow. Billy's getting like the shiver me timbers. <laughs> uh, and in the distance, you see the Alcoli Desert. Uh, under the noonday sun, you see an enormous sandworm just crest a dune, and you hear its song lilting on the wind before it dives below the sands. Oh. Yeah, let's all describe a moment of peace that we see from this vantage. You can see, like, the, sh- the, the ocean from here, right? Yeah, I think you can see slivers of the ocean. Slivers? Okay. Like, on the other side of, like, whatever salt plane exists? Yeah. Yeah, so Billy is using his binoculars because he sees in the ocean like a ship coming in um, and he recognizes it from the principalities. Oh, what ship is it? Um, is it the Clearwater? The ship from the Mudlark? A ship? That was like embedded in the ground at Mudlark? Oh. It is the Clearwater and it's been rebuilt. Oh. Oh. Shit. Wow. Okay. That's where we're going to end for this <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. There's a lot happening all right now. I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Ving, the half elf druid, Paul Oppers. Take care, everyone. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Bye, everyone. Thank you, as always, to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Incredible every time. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, supporting us from all over the place. 
Uh, if you want us to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash spout lore or at spout lore most places on the internet. And if you feel like helping the show out, maybe give us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Have a good night. Or I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this, whatever. See ya. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more Whilst you commute or do your chores